another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. Bill. How are you doing, friend? Steve, we are back. I am doing much better than I was mid-last week, as I think mentioned there on Twitter. Fortunately, tested positive for COVID on Wednesday, and Wednesday itself was pretty rough. Kind of hit all the symptoms, uh, which is interesting. I don't know if I mentioned it to you yet. I, the reason I could tell that I had it was because I hit all the symptoms that I had when I got the vaccine. It was almost one of the nice, like, good things about getting the vaccine is it kind of told me what it felt like. Um, but then it's just more like common cold stuff the next couple of days. And, and since Saturday here on Monday, I've been felt pretty much normal. It's more just having to quarantine yourself when you're still potentially, potentially contagious. I was going to say, that makes sense. You get, you get kind of sent back and you're like, Oh, I, I have felt this before. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a, a good thing and some benefit. Uh, Interesting. I've had my own saga here where I am visiting my family in the US and wanted to and need to go back to Canada in order to do so. I need to get a COVID test. And I had one scheduled for Sunday at Walgreens show up and they don't like that's some Bush League bullshit right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, they weren't open. So I wasn't able to. Luckily, I was able to go back and just ad hoc get the appointment done. Um, so I got everything I need. I can leave tomorrow morning. Day behind, I, just, I guess a bullet from that degree. If, I, if they didn't take me, I was stuck here in the, at least because it's hard to get appointments, right? So, yeah, yesterday was a frustrating day. I cleared up here for today and tomorrow. You head out. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, not the end of the world. So we will move on. Um, no, moving on here to championship uh, week coming up here and. and- we just wrapped up here the semifinals. Yes, uh, we did. So I believe you said that you had cleared uh, into the championship one of your leagues, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, seven for seven in the playoffs, seven for seven in the semifinals. Fortunately, now only two times made it out of the semifinals. Won a championship game uh, this week here. So one for one in the final so far, but only went one and four in semifinal games this week. So officially you can get a maximum of two championships this year and then we'll have a couple third place games but one primary game to focus on this coming week. Yeah, um, I I mean if also I was facing Will in, in one of our leagues and uh, uh, the championship game that he is speaking of is not our league although it is technically not decided. Um, you do need a... Yeah, still got a chance. I don't even know if miracle is the right word. Um, you need what? Uh, 70, 71 I points. I wonder how many, how many points did he score in that seven touchdown game? Was that this year? Last year. That was last year. That was Christmas Day last year, though. It was this week last well, year. Well, let's see here. I will bust out a Um, If a touchdown were seven, six points? Six. So six times seven is 42. Um, so you still need to get another 30. Um, yeah, you need 200 yards and 20 catches. Yeah, yeah, like you, would, you would need a lot. So that's going to be a tough one. But yeah. uh, when Melvin Gordon gets you point five and Stafford gets you that's It'll do it. Happen, which is a shame because you had 20 out of a deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Eagles defense played great. Got in the end zone late there, too. Yeah, just uh, sadly not enough. Yeah. 
just didn't happen. Shame, but not a shame. So uh, I am moving on uh, to the chip. See who it is. It might be a rematch from my championship loss a couple of years. Yeah, I was looking. It would be a championship of our final two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not liking that matchup, but we will see what happens. Um, but in the meantime, Will, we got to get through the final waiver show of the year. I do find uh, championship week for most sounds. weeks. So, you know, we're wrapping up after this week. Um, so, yeah, this is important. This is, you know, you're not so much looking at how much do you spend on every person because you might blow your budget just getting the right people right yeah yeah it's you know at this point you're spending everything you got unless there's like some type of dynasty where you're rolling over budget into the off season um and, and in that aspect you know you're usually kind of understand what you have to do there but in all redraft formats here you're gonna empty the clip and, and use every last dollar you got if you have anything left um and you know Keep an eye because uh, if, if this week is anything like last week, there's going to be a lot of changes here throughout the week with potential COVIDs. Indeed, yeah, it's it's important to, uh, to to keep an eye on that. And then you know, as I learned this week, utilize your IRs because I put someone on the IR and picked up Jason mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, yeah, that worked out I guess for you. It did not work out for you. <laughs> um, no, it who did else not. I picked up? I picked up somebody else too. Oh, I used one COVID spot on a. Yeah, you moved your kicker yeah, down. Fucker, I wasn't dropping him. Um, so anyway, we can move on to the raw of the waivers if you're cool. Yeah, in honor of the uh, returning letter, Kenny Pitter Patter. Yes, Pitter Patter. Let's get at her. So, um, uh, where do we start? I guess we start with Dare out there, Jacksonville, with Robinson going down, only rostered in one percent of league, so he's out there for everyone. Um, but my problem. He's against New England mm-hmm. for Jacksonville. So yeah. I am not putting him in my lineup. Yeah, it seems going to be a theme for some of these waiver claims here. You know, some potential opportunity, but some difficult matchups coming up. Uh, I think he's definitely worth adding. And, you know, you could make the argument that he catches enough balls that he's worth rostering as well. But and then New England defense is very good, especially against rookie quarterbacks and Trevor almost got the win last week. He played much better, you know, against the Lily Jets team as well, and but came up just short there on the last play of the game. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think he's definitely worth rostering because he's going to get volume, but he's, he's you're in the roster him, and then he's going to go right into your, you know, do I flex Dare or one of these other guys? Yeah, it's a tight, you know, you might have to, but. Uh... At least he's a starter, I guess. That's, that's going to get some volume. Uh, one guy that I'm more interested in, I guess we'll we'll bring them both up. But you have uh, Daryl Williams and Derek Gore. Yeah, and that's actually sixty percent for um for that's why I have Daryl in there. Gotcha, sixty. So um, yeah, it's surprising to see that low. I mean, maybe not low, but I would imagine he would be rostered yeah, more. Yeah, for real. Um, he's a kind of a key hand in the playoffs, but. Um, I believe, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they pretty much split the carries relatively evenly. Um, I've seen Daryl kind of carry the low options in the season when CEH is down. Is Daryl the guy you want, or would you? I think it's Daryl. I mean, they clearly trust him, so I think he'll be in, you know, if it's a slightly more than 50%, it'll be him. You know, key situations, it'll be him. 
Um, but Gore got 12 carries, 43 yards. He had three catches for 61 yards, so a couple of big catches will help as well. But I think you got to say that it's Daryl Williams um, here. I think he is the probably, you know, running back claim of the week. You know, possibly one of these Eagles guys we'll talk about here next. Um, but out of the ones we're talking about here, I think Daryl Williams would be the claim. And more than likely, he's not available, as we said, 60% rostered. But, you know, 11 carries, 55 yards, so really efficient. Three catches for 30 yards. So, you know, yardage-wise, I think right around the same, maybe a little less. And then, you know, target and, and carry-wise, they were pretty much split down the middle, um, obviously with a little bit going to Clyde before he got hurt there, as, as he is the reason that we are talking about both of these guys. Yeah, here. so I guess with with Daryl being pretty well-stirred, um, Gore, uh, what did he get? 12 carries, uh, 43 yards. I mean, he wasn't too bad. He had some receptions. Three targets. Yeah, three targets. Not bad. Would you rather start Gore in what could be a timeshare, could be just him playing second fiddle to Daryl Williams against Cincinnati, or would you rather do Dare as what we'd assume to be the starter? I mean, sometimes they take over in the middle of the game and they're not the starter next week, but assume he's a starter against them. Yeah, and then uh, just so we maybe don't get caught out, I believe it's Dare. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're Dare. right. Ogumbawale. Um, yeah, so Dare, I mean, he looked good in the game that he played. I mean, 17 carries, uh, 57 yards, rushing touchdown, four targets. So he got some usage, but um, efficiency wasn't particularly there. And then this is against the Jets team that has been getting beaten by the run. This is number one, you know, statistically on the year. I'm not sure if they're playing better or more recently, but, you know, it, it's not great to see that be the case and then switching to New England so I think I'd probably go with Gore in what I think is going to be a higher scoring game versus I can see this New England and and Jacksonville game being more low scoring with New England's defense being what it is Jacksonville's offense being a little dysfunctional still getting their legs under them Um, and New England really just wanting to establish the run and, and not throw it much Jacksonville's defense is I think middle of the pack at least so I can see that being low possession low score Whereas that Cincinnati, Kansas City, both defenses have, you know, came up big at times, but I think both offenses are really explosive. So I'd rather have that more explosive offense. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, next one here, Bill, uh, three and one, really. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, yeah. 15, 16, 11% rostered, all facing Washington because they are all filled up. Who are you interested in? Yeah, and we'll say this is all because Miles Handers came back with that fractured hand. Um, so I don't know exactly how long it's going to be, but long enough that it, it matters. You know, he's pretty much done for your fantasy team. Um, you know, we'll see how long that stint is. Should they make the playoffs if he's back for any type of playoff fantasy? But as of now, he's gone. So you're looking at Howard, Gainwell, and Scott. All of them got usage um, in the game. Um, Howard did come out with a stinger as well. Looked like maybe a shoulder injury. They marked it just as a stinger. So I think inside track, I'd probably give to Boston Scott here, being the healthiest and the one that we saw get the most uptick in carries. Looked the best after Miles went out. Um, now it was against the Giants, so their defense, you know, I've seen them twice now watching as an Eagles fan, and defense played pretty well. 
for at least six of those quarters. I've you know kind of got blown out in the second half, but they were pretty stout. Uh, but Boston Scott was able to run all over them in in the second half. So you know, maybe that's just the matchup there. But they do have Washington coming up, so I would probably give the inside track to Scott out of these guys. If Howard's out, you know, Game One Scott both probably have an opportunity here with the way that they want to run the ball. Um, I think Howard will probably suit up and play, but maybe be limited. So maybe that just kind of nullifies Gainwell. Um, but I'd probably rank them Scott Howard Gainwell if they're if they're all active. I agree. Um, I think Howard and Scott were relatively even on carries until Howard went down. So that it does make it kind of worrisome. But like you said, he left the game with a stinger, um, and I'm going to use that as tiebreaker there. Um, so I'll go with the guy that wasn't hurt in the game. And then we've seen good stuff from mm-hmm. him. I will stick with since Scott there. Um, I don't mind starting Howard in game if you can't get Scott and you need a running back to plug in there. I don't mind that. Um, they're not like bad options, but I, I would stick as Scott if that's the guy. The other guy I'm surprised his roster ship's so low. Given- yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I think, you know, and I, I was guilty of it as well in a couple leagues. It's just. You know, the last two or three weeks, you know, he pretty much didn't see the field, even, you know, when what was marked as healthy and active uh, when you had Miles and Howard playing. So I think that definitely dropped his roster ship a good bit. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next one here, Will, we got Jamal Williams, uh, a high rostered ship here, sent up against Seattle. Like in. Yeah, interesting play here. 19 carries, which is what you want to see going up against Atlanta. Not a great defense. And now he's going up against Seattle, another great defense, or another uh, good matchup for the running back, not a great defense. Uh, 19 carries, 77 yards, so about four yards a clip. Not great, not horrible, kind of right in the middle there. You'd like to see him maybe get some more targets. Uh, But this seems to be another game that Detroit's, going to be able to stay in seattle obviously you know has the playmakers to be explosive but just hasn't put it together this year and their defense has given up a lot to the run so i think you know 58 percent roster may not be available everywhere but i do like jamal williams as an opportunity here as long as swift continues to be out which if you're detroit two games left you know kind of what's the point you know i would wrap him up get him ready for next year because he is you know going to be the centerpiece of if that team gets going it's all about Swift. So I think it's going to be Craig Jamal. I'm they keep saying. talking about Swift as if he could play, but I'm with you. I, I just don't see why you would do it. doesn't make any sense. Um, See, so yeah, I'm with you. I like Jamal Williams. He'd be good. Tough to get your hands on. Ross in 58% of the lead. If he's out there, uh, problem. And then finally, Will, a volume play to Burkhead. Uh, Ross in 14% of the leagues up against San Francisco, like in Burkhead. Yeah, I mean, not a great matchup since it's good middle of the pack statistically, but I don't know. They just always have a feel of having a good, tough defense. So it's not something you really want to go up against. He did have a great matchup this week against the Chargers, though, and did have 22 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns, as well as two catches for no yards. So probably not banking on those catches. Uh, you can't really count on touchdowns, but he does have a nose for the end zone, it looks like. And he was very efficient with his carries, 22 for 149. So you're going to get the opportunity. It's just, is you know, is Lightning going to strike twice? Is he going to come out and beat another playoff team? Uh, it seems 
probably unlikely, but they are on a two-game win streak. The uh, the suddenly hot Houston Texans here in the season. Um, you know, he's one of those. I probably put him at the end of this list here, and it's just kind of a fallback volume play. Wouldn't be thrilled about it, but when it comes to COVID, I wouldn't mind having him on my bench as a guy to have to pivot to. Would you rather start him or Jordan? I'd probably, you know, I think it depends on the situation that you're in. You know, probably more upside with Howard with just an offense that's going to run the ball a ton against, you know, in a matchup where they're probably favored to score more. Um, if San Francisco goes up big, I think that is, you know, goes up early and, and big. That's going to be a situation where maybe David Johnson or some of the running backs are worked in as pass catchers. I think Burkhead was really got this usage the way it was because Houston was surprisingly up early and often, and the you know Chargers were playing catch up, but they never even really made it that close. That you know that, that Houston didn't have to you know, work away from running; they were running good, and they just continued to run the ball. So I probably would go Howard, um, but he's obviously a riskier play. As you get closer, you're going to see if he's actually active. Yeah, I uh, I agree on all points there. Um, so that's going to wrap up the running backs here. Well, moving to the, the some exciting options here at the wide receiver position. Uh, Mr. Osborne has found himself in uh, relevance again. As Thielen has gotten her only rostered in 34. It's kind of surprising because he's been good for fantasy up against Green Bay this week. Um, I'm interested. Are you? Yeah, and I think, you know, the roster ship drops because Thielen, you know, is, is announced as active and a lot of people got scared away. That, oh, um, you know, Thielen's back. He's back to the wide receiver three. You know, probably not going to get the usage, but Thielen gets hurt. And I think that's really when KJ did a lot of his work seven targets, five catches, 68 yards, and the touchdown. So uh, against Green Bay, it's you know, a game that you're imagining they're going to have to score some points uh, because obviously, number one team in the NFL right now, record wise, and number one team in the NFC, Green Bay, uh, at home, is undefeated at home right now. So I, yeah, I think he's probably one of the better pickups here at wide receiver, especially if we do get confirmation that Thielen's um, is, is going to be out again. I, I didn't, I know he wasn't coming back to the game. Did you see any indication indication about his availability? No, I, I didn't see anything. Um, probably, you know, you you won't know until waivers run. Um, so we'll see. He'll probably end up being game time decision or something. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it could end up being a really good form up against Green Bay. Uh, their offense being so good, but you know, you know, those divisional matchups sometimes are just low-scoring games, so it could end up just being bad. Um, that's that's definitely. I'm definitely interested. In that. Speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of divisional matchups, we have two guys on here on the other side of the ball. There, Lazard and MVS. Lazard, twenty-four percent rostered. MVS, forty. Um, it seems like MBS might be trending more toward coming back. I don't. He didn't play at all, I believe, this week with the cues on the COVID list. Um, so I don't think there's any official word either way. Um, you know, moved to the COVID list on Tuesday officially of last week. So we'll see if he works his way back. But do you have any interest in either of them coming up here on for Sunday night? Um, MVS, no. Um, unless you know, I am looking. I need a, you know, a high upside shot that somebody gets two bombs, you know, um, that kind of shot. I, I'll take it on MVS where Lazar looks like he's got 
a more consistent rapport with with Rodgers. You know, he gives the volume. He's good for fantasy uh, two out of the past three weeks at least, and we've seen good stretches from him in the past where MVS is just always boom. So kind of hoping Lazar is just a little hot right now, um, and I would take my shot there. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I agree with you. Uh, but, yeah, five targets, two catches, 45 yards, and touchdowns. So seems like he did have a couple, you know, big plays himself. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, even – if MVS comes back, we've seen a lot of these guys that go on the COVID list that actually, you know, take a little while to come back and the conditioning back in, in place. So that's something that I think you have to monitor. If he's out, I think Lazard is you know, very good play. If he in, um, Lazard's probably still the play of the two, but you know, it may take a little bit away from him as we know Adams is going to get his. So. I'd probably lean Osborne over both of them, but uh, but you know as long as Adams or uh, as long as Adam feeling this out, but I think Lazard is the play there over NBS. Yeah, if memory serves, I think Lazard had another touchdown that he dropped. If I'm thinking correctly. I think he had one across the middle of the field that hit him, dropped it, um, which then led to a touchdown. I think. Um, so yeah, he could have been a two touchdown game. Yeah, it sounds right. So it's the, one of the Christmas Day yep. games. Uh, Marvin Jones next on our list, um, as one of the surviving players. Well, I guess we can add him in there with Treadwell, um, Treadwell, yeah, yep. surviving players on the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, should not on the list. I'm not sure. Not, um, but Marvin Jones, Rossin 50%, Treadwell 5%, but both got that dreaded New England matchup here. Yeah. Are you interested in? One over the other, or maybe neither, both. What do you? I'd say probably neither. Um, Marvin is interesting. Thirteen targets is it's nice. Eight catches, seventy-four yards. Um, obviously, you know you're, you're seeing shorter usage there. You know, with under ten yards a catch. Um, you know, almost five yards a target, which is pretty low. But it's good to see. Um, it's just funny. I think with Treadwell, man, he's just been. If if anything, consistent. Another game, five targets, four catches, fifty-four yards. I think he's been five, six catches, fifty-seven yards. Four catches, sixty-eight yards. Four catches, sixty-two yards. Four catches, fifty-three yards. He's just been so consistent. Uh, you know, has has not had more than eight point eight, and not had less than seven point three in the last five games. Uh, so if you want to pencil in a really good floor play, he has been the guy. Now this might not be the matchup to continue that streak. We will see. Um, I, I think you probably go for the boom play if you're going to play anybody in this matchup, and that's probably Marvin Jones because I don't imagine there's a lot. You know, probably all their numbers are muted, so you're probably banking on Jones catching a couple of big balls. Um, you know, maybe a touchdown. But I, I, I want to stay away from this if I could. Yeah, agreed. Not ideal. I would probably pick most of the people on this list over that outside of MVS. Um, but if I have to pick, I'll, I'll deal with more. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, next on our list, had a interesting week that uh, fantasy perspective. It's like he did good because he got in the double digits. But really, he only had 26 yards. He just saved by a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, volume, he's had one week, two weeks ago, where he had eight targets. Other than that, his volume's really dropped off the last five, six, seven weeks. 
not going to sit here and count them. Um, but he ended up with a touchdown. Ended up with a, a decent day for fantasy. Has the Rams next week. I, I know you're interested to some degree, Bateman. Do you trust him enough to put championship? Uh, I think Bateman more of a long term play here. You know, without the touchdown, you're looking at you know three catches for like 15 yards, 10 yards, 20 yards. So. It, obviously, the touchdown happened, points count, but yeah, it's it's not reassuring, you know, with you know a third-string quarterback there. We'll see if either of the other guys get back, and that helps a bit, but going up against the Rams is going to be tough. That defense is very good. We saw it again there against Minnesota yesterday. Um, I, 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 you know, if you're comparing him and Marvin, you know, what do you think out of those two? If, you had to, if they're on your bench and you got to play one of them because of a COVID issue, what are you looking at? Um, I go you know, with Bateman, I think. Um, probably because of the matchup. I think it's a little bit more interesting. I'm hoping the quarterback would be. A- I would go with Bateman. That is a tough one. Yeah, he's probably the riskier. Like, if you want safe, like, I know I'm going to get whatever, seven targets for 50 yards, I would probably go with Marvin. Um, but if you want somebody that has upside to him, I guess I'd go with Bateman. Saying it, I'm not even sure. I, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd go with Bateman. It all comes down to the quarterback, yeah, though. I mean, like, if you get either of the other guys back, uh, but he's still third in the pecking order, too, behind Hollywood, behind, obviously, Mark Andrews. So, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I like I like Bateman, you know, going forward next year and beyond the Dynasty, great, you know, redraft for next year. Um, you know, it's just as long as the passing volume goes up and, and he clearly has it. So I think you're happy if you have him in a, in a longer term league. But this week, you know, I think that could be a little bit more of a flash that he's going to be added a lot more places and maybe doesn't yield you what you're hoping for. Yeah, agreed. Uh, last guy here, Will, Robbie Anderson. 10 targets, uh, 58 yards, about five of those targets. Uh, so not a, a stellar week from like a point perspective, but the volume was shortly there. Uh, what do you think of him? Yeah, I wonder if that's something to do with DJ Moore coming back from the injury. Obviously, DJ played and, and he played pretty well himself, but um, you know the volume was there. Like you said, five for 58, but, but the volume... 10 targets is great. Um, he's got New Orleans coming up. So uh, I think there's an opportunity there with you'd imagine Lattimore matching up against DJ Moore if he plays. So you could make the argument that there's you know volume play there, but I just am worried about the quarterback. I mean, who is it going to be? Is it Cam? Darnold? They both played. It's PJ Walker. You know, since clearly neither of them looked particularly good in a 32 to 6 loss. So, uh, yeah, that one I'd probably stay away uh, just because there's way too much uncertainty there. Yeah, agreed. It's not bad volume. Um, you know, I would take him over MVS. I'd take him over Treadwell. I might take him over Bateman because probably the soon would be. Uh, yeah, I'd prefer to stay away if I could. Let's see here, Will. Uh, that wraps up wide receivers. We're moving on to tight ends. Uh, Gerald Everett been on this list plenty here. Um, let's see uh, Everett, Graham, Komet, you know Morneau, CJ Uzama. Like who's jumping out of you? I'm a musician here. 
Uh, I mean, it's funny because I, I put Graham and Komet on there because Graham once again steals a touchdown from Komet. So, you know, those two, it's you, do you want to just get the kind of the guaranteed four for 40 volume of Komet or do you want to take your shot at a touchdown with Graham? Um, probably neither. Komet, you know, maybe the snow game maybe hurt him a bit. Um, Moreau is, is interesting as well because he, he's clearly involved when Waller's out. So, he might be the play here, uh, but Everett has a, turns in another good game, four for 68 and a touchdown. So you like to see those numbers. Cooler's still going to him with Detroit. Uh, I think for me, it's probably Everett and then Moreau are the two I'd be looking at here. Yeah, I get. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know, CJ Uzama is hard to trust. Morneau's um, been solid. I, I don't know if Fuller is coming back. Obviously, no one seems to know. Um, and yeah, Graham and, and Matt is just kind of pick your poison on the touchdown. It will be interesting if Graham leaves the Bears. I think it's going to be something that people aren't going to make a big deal about because he's Jimmy Graham. Like half the people don't even know he's on the Bears. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, that could make Komet a steal next year. Um, you know, if he's getting those touchdowns instead of giving up to Graham, that would be kind of interesting to see uh, him and then feel another year of field. So. It's something to keep an eye out on for next year, but I agree with you. I would rather have Everett right now and then Everett. Yeah, I think that's that's probably what you're looking at for tight end. Um, obviously, nothing there. So hopefully, you've already got someone on your team you've been rolling with. If you got this far, I would imagine so. But those are your potential options there if you need to pick someone up. Um, another position that ideally you've been rolling with someone here to get you to the championship week because it doesn't look great is our quarterback streamers. Yes. So let's see here, Will, who you're interested in. We have Wentz versus uh, the Raiders. We have Jimmy G versus Houston. Tua at Tennessee. Baker at Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsfield, and uh, Goff at Seattle. Not great. Who you like? No. Can I interest you in uh, door number six? Okay. What do you what do you think about the injury news coming out here about Jimmy G with a potential thumb sprain that potentially could keep him out this game? Do you risk Trey Lance experience against Houston in the championship? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, um, but maybe um, it's tough. You know his. His games earlier in the year weren't great. Um, I think he put up like 25 in, in one game, but then didn't get to 20 in the other. So, you know, 25 is good. It's not like amazing, but it's good. Um, that would be a tough ask. Uh, I mean, with that said, I would probably start him over to a Baker and Goff. Uh, just they're not producing that much. Um, I think I would. Tr- now you know what? I think I'd play him over Wentz too. Um Yeah, that's just anything. Like they're none of these guys like out of these guys, I think Chua and Golf yes, you know, call out to me the most. They have been playing fairly well in games they've been healthy, and they have decent, if not plus matchups with Tennessee and Seattle respectively. So I think those are the guys out of this list that call to me. Um, Vegas, you know, has played pretty well against the receiver, and you know, Indy's just been running the ball so much. You're really just hoping for Wentz to get a touchdown or two. I mean, two twenty-five and two is solid, but it seems like kind of dealing for what we've seen from him in, in recent weeks. So I think two or golf is the interesting thing to me. And if 
you want to shoot for the moon, I mean, Trey Lance could be a, a sneaky ad and just have on your bench. And, and once again, with COVID issues going on, not bad to have him sitting there. If he does start, if your quarterback gets a COVID issue, plug him in. Yeah, that, um, that gets me thinking a little bit how stupid I want to be in our championship. Because I do have Kyler. And it seems dumb to, to bench Kyler, but he really hasn't been great since Hopkins went down. And he's got Dallas is playing. Yeah, incredible. he's got Dallas, and that's <laughs> oh man. Leave it to me to do something. Glory play. Yeah, I do it too. Are you getting back into your gambling days? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, all the dice. The gambling. Uh, I mean, I already said like I looked at the matchup and I wasn't happy with you know, my team her versus his. He's got a lot of good matchups, and I do not so maybe i'm looking to to roll the dice oh man i don't want to think about that let's move on (laughs) um i'm with you everything you said um defensive streamers here will uh seahawks versus detroit Browns at pittsburgh bears versus the giants and the i'm not thrilled about any of these i think seattle probably is the best one a home game for seattle versus detroit is playing better not great um, they, they seem scrappy though, so that one is a little scary. Man, Pittsburgh looks so bad, but we can't, I can't see them being that bad. Monday Night Football at home versus a, a rival Browns. So while the matchup may look good there, and the Browns defense is pretty good, I, I just can't imagine the Pittsburgh team that showed up this week against Kansas City will show up on a Monday Night game at home. So I just don't think I can play the Browns, even though I think that it's going to be a hot team to pick up and play based on recent recent performance by the Steelers. Bears and Panthers are interesting going up against, as of right now, you know, younger or, or backup quarterbacks. Um, the Giants switched from Fromm to um, to Mike Lennon mid-game. Neither really looked very good against the Eagles. And the Bears, you know, played okay against Seattle. In Seattle, defense played solid. I think they have a good defense, not great, but good enough. And the Panthers' D, as we've talked about before, you know they've got good players on that team. It's just the offense has been pretty inconsistent. But if you still have Book playing, could be an interesting play. I think there's a better chance that you're going to have a, a Saints team rolling a little more with one of their other quarterbacks coming back than the Giants. You know, who knows, maybe you get the entrance back, but even so, I think the Bears are probably the play out of the rest there. I'd say probably Seahawks and then Bears for me. What about you? I'm with you. The Bears are the ones that jumped out to me just because the Giants' quarterback issues um, just not being very good. So I, uh, I'm i with both of them. I don't mind the Browns because Pittsburgh not looking great. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Seahawks preferably, and then second for me all right well that wraps us up here steve for the week 17 which usually we don't say but this year with 18 weeks we are playing into week 17 uh and this will be our uh, last waiver podcast of the year as we uh suggest most people do not do week 18 championships um if you do feel free to shoot us some messages on Twitter, but we will not be recording a pod for that one next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tune in on Thursday for the final start sit episode of the year. And until next year, board.